0: This episode
1: is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LIT YOGA. So go vegan. Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer happily, I might add. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Kristen
2: Williams. Hey, everybody. Hey, Laura. How are you today?
1: I'm wonderful. Good to
2: see you. Good to see you, too. All right. I'm going to get us started here. Uh, So we got this from our friend, Elena Klein, and she says, I have a question which you may use in your podcast if of interest. I am experiencing a tingling in the palm of my right hand on rare occasions. One example, when I am in happy squat and put my hands on my thighs to straighten my arms and elongate the spine. For that, I place the thumb on the inside of my thigh, palm of the hand on the frontal part and the other fingers on the outer part of the thigh. When I apply pressure, I feel tingling slash numbness, which feels like a nerve issue. What could that be? And what should I do? Here she says, I work long hours in an office. It would be great to pick your brain on this. Love, Elena. So the office was like a little ding, Mm -hmm. ding, 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 for sure. Um, You know, my first incline, my first thought, you know, was when she's talking about that position where she's got you know happy squat i'll kind of stand up for people who are watching on you know youtube this is where i'm picturing that she's doing she's has the thumb on the inside palms on the frontal and she's extending you know trying to traction her hips her traction her spine long but you can sometimes see what will happen when we do that is we can get a little bit of kind of a shortening or um closing down on the nerves as they come out of the neck, where the brachial plexus is, you know, that could be what I would wonder, Elena, if you're doing that, are the shoulders hiking up to the ears in your attempt, you know, to lengthen out the spine, that <laughs> could be, you know, where you're getting a little bit of impingement um, there, but also knowing that you're spending a lot of time at a computer. Um, I'm wondering you know, number one, wh- I don't think she said, you know, in what distribution her her, her tingling is, Meaning, wh- are we looking median ner- nerve, ulnar nerve or radial nerve? Um, but, um, you know, she's probably getting a big stretch of possibly her wrist into some extension, which people do lose a lot of mobility working at a computer all the time and getting a little bit of closure on the um, carpal tunnel, the, median nerve as it comes through that carpal tunnel with that wrist extension, we got to look at all the way up the chain. I love that move personally, where we're kind of getting that tractioning. It feels so good in the low back, but I do really focus on reaching forward with the crown of my head and lengthening out in the neck and trying not to allow that scrunching up, not because I'm doing any damage, but I just, I like to get that elongation all the way through up into the cervical spine as well. What are your other thoughts on that, Laura?
1: Yeah, I would say maybe try a different position. Like sometimes we talk about the elbows on the knee and you just lean your skull in your thumbs and you can still then think like what Kristen said, as you get into deep reflection, lengthen out, but your arms are not in, yeah, like that and just kind of pulled out. That gives your shoulders perhaps a little bit more away from the ears. But to Kristen's point, it probably goes back to like, you know, your your nerves are these wire, you know, these these channels that come from your skull out through the neck across the brachial plexus and down. So I would, and and like she said, if wrist extension is an issue too, you're going to be pulling possibly on some of those nerves that cross in the carpal tunnel. So I would really in that position, maybe utilize some activity where you're doing some forearm movement, not just in happy squat, but throughout the day, doing more of this so you don't have any kind of like closed-off rigidity. Practice this like you're holding a little tray with the elbow bent and pull back so you're getting into the deep, deep fascia of the carpal tunnel. I'm imitating it and let me just say it because I don't, I know not everybody's watching, but pretend like you're like conducting an orchestra and really exaggerating this kind of wave-like action with your hands, your fingers, your wrists, your forearms, because we want that suppleness. We don't want the lockdown, which happens a lot when you're typing or using a mouse. And then the second wrist extension stretch is just having your elbow bent. You could kind of bring it into the body a little bit. Fingers are pointed away from the body, and then you grab with the opposite hand and pull down. You'll feel a very big stretch in there. And you might not actually get full range of wrist extension because it's such a deep connective tissue stretch, but that helps a lot for people I know that have have certainly get tingling in a, in many more situations than just occasionally. So I think what your body is telling you is you're not yet in a in a really um, compressed nerve situation, but you should pay attention. Pay attention to you know where the shoulders are, how the, how the thoracic spine is extending how you're keeping space in your low back as well because in that happy squat you are stretching that back fascia and that might if it's kind of more shortened during the day it could go all the way up it can go across the the um the skull like a little footy pajama thing and any of that orient any pull there can register you know some pull in in the position of the skull, and that can close off some of those nerves that then is affected down the chain. So it is all connected, but I would go locally and then also really work on posture. Yep. Okay. This is a question for Move Yoga by Chan. My client has back pain whenever she tries to hug the belly in and release the QL. The pain is gone, but the day after she complains Oh, okay. So when she hugs the belly in to release the QL, the pain is gone. But the day after, she complains about back pain again. Working on her glutes and posture, but the QL is too tight because of breastfeeding. She has three kids and very young. So I think what you're saying is you are you have a client who has back pain. When she pulls the belly in, meaning pulling it back to support, it helps release the QL and the pain goes away, but then it comes back. So, um... And then she's breastfeeding, okay, number one, that gives us a big cue, q- and she has three kids that are young. Well, hello, mamas are going to be achy. <laughs> I mean, um, so, more than anything, moms need to better equip their stabilizing um, structures. When you're breastfeeding, you have to remember you're still releasing this relaxin hormone, which is going to make things, including ligaments, more relaxed, and therefore, less. you're going to feel less stable. We're not talking about big, you know, slipping, but less input to the nervous system to feel some restraint and some stability. There's like kind of like just imagine like a little bit of a cake, a little bit, or a little ice cream, a little bit melting. It's kind of like that. So you're going to have to really reinforce the um The core stuff, if it sounds like she's the QL is predominantly tight, you need to work on low, low bridge, like don't go up too high. Um, Even if she thinks she can go up high, I would stick to low bridge. Really cultivate this sense of the area between her two frontal pelvic points, firm tightening as as gravity helps with that. That's going to get her into the transverse. Have her put her fingers down there because even if she— is strong, she probably still needs a lot of kind of tactile reinforcement, especially um, postnatal. Doesn't even matter if it's, you know, 10 years later, much less still in the breastfeeding years. And work on slower moves, stabilizing moves. I would definitely not do a lot of big ranges of motion with her. What she needs now is reinforcement, 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 for stability. So I worked with a private client and it was like overusing big mover muscles. He's an athlete and all we did were small things. And it was very humbling, but very important. Use your hands on there. So tiny lift when she's doing abdominals, really make sure the front ribs are, are pulling together and not popping that low bridge, but really holding it using the abdominals, getting that hip mobility in, quadruped, holding, 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 getting one leg back, making sure there's no tilt. It is like every second you've got to monitor because especially when there's restriction, that restriction might be a, an attempt to stabilize. We don't know. So slow, 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 and and these developmental stuff we do in our reset to really, really help those stabilizers, uh, kind of tune in more. You have any comments to that?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely again, talking about, like you said, she, we know she's still breastfeeding. So she stumped somewhere in those first, either few months or even a few years, depending on, you know, the mother. Um, so we know that she just spent X amount of not that long ago with a big belly and really cranking into that, you know, T thraco lumbar junction. So, Also correcting, you mentioned that, at the ribs, you know, having her, you know, really learn on, learning how to pull those front ribs ribs in, which will draw that, that rib cage back and lengthen from above so that she's suctioning in from below, which feels good, but she may also need to be reining in from above. And I love how you talk about how going slow, because ladies, you know, I mean, we walk around, a lot of times Her abdominals might be, she might have a diastasis. So she might be a little split, but the biggest thing is we lose that connection. If you don't use it, which you don't towards the last months of pregnancy, we don't want people to be contracting their abdominals. That baby is pressing against it. That, that neural mapping gets a little wonky and the retraining process of, you know, truly retraining well postpartum is not just a month. It's not just six weeks. It can be six months. It can be nine months. If it's her third child, that can be years of really. And I know for me, did no postpartum stuff. I went back to running, which already goes into anterior tilt. I came to lit yoga. Laura remembers my low back was just it's because I was kind of still walking around with that anterior tilt. So years of retraining how to strengthfully open up the back. So she feels good doing it more with that pulling back kind of, um, I I wouldn't call that passive, but um, it's a short term. It's almost
1: like an abdominal brace, but not that. It's like a, you know, a shortened, like a lesser version of that. Yeah.
2: A short term Mm fix, a long term problem. So what you're talking about is doing it slow and doing it throughout your day. You know where you are focusing on that you're maintaining that pull in of the front curtains as you call it Lara, right under the ribs we're maintaining that neutral pelvis while we're walking around while we are carrying a kid you know we give patients that work in a clinic holding a 10 pound weight you know a 10 pound weight in one arm and they're struggling to maintain that (laughs) neutral pelvis you got a 20 pound kid on one arm. You got a, a toddler pulling on your left arm. And then maybe you've got a baby on the front in a, in a baby Bjorn or whatever, you know, mama's and also just be compassionate with yourself. You know, like you've got a lot going on. You've got the relax and making it more challenging for you to begin with. So just know that this takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of time. Um, But I do believe the more she focuses on it off of her mat. So do it on the mat to remind you how. Take it off of your mat. That's the game changer. We see that not only with postpartum, but with our entire population where people come to us. They say, well, I got this. I got that. Well, we teach them stuff to do throughout their day. And so, you know, the more you do throughout the day to just help that brain mapping, the more you take it off of your mat, we see that not only in a, you know, not, not only with postpartum, but with with everybody. That's your game changer, which is why we educate so much in lit, which is why we're constantly telling you why we're doing what we're doing is so you can take it off of your mat. So, you know, applying that throughout your day is going to be your best bet.
1: I agree. And I can't say it enough. Our postnatal series is really good because it emphasizes all of these elements including shoulder stuff because for nursing and picking up kids. And just to really um, hone in on what Kristen said, like little bits throughout the day. You do not have to wait for an hour-long private. Take it into your daily life and put in five minutes here, 10 minutes there. You start to feel that low back pain. Don't just suffer. Get down, do a bridge pose. Start to l- lengthen the back, strengthen the core, including the glutes and abdominals. And yeah, be, de- be gentle on yourself because it's your body is is it's reshaping in so many ways, including the rewiring. All right, so this is a question from KB. KB. Hey. KB. <laughs> twenty twenty. All right, look at that. You both have such beautiful bodies and move with ease. How do you re- recommend others move who feel more clunky in their bodies? Well, that was very kind. Um, you want to start off?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, the other KB? <laughs> the other KB. Oh, well, welcome, my fellow KB. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you know what? Clunky is common, <laughs> um, and it is very easy for people like Laura and myself who do number one, we've been moving a certain way for so long. You know, being a physical therapist, it's one of those things. When I think about where my life took me and that that path, that big diversion to physical therapy that ha- that happened halfway through my sophomore year, I'm so thankful because I know what I know, and I know about movement. And and then I then my diversion brought me to lit, and I learned even more. Um, so know that with practice, clunkiness does get better, but in the short term, blocks, blocks, blocks. Um, Blocks can make you feel clunky because they kind of get in the way sometimes, but if you're really feeling clunky, four blocks is what I use when whenever I practice with my private clients who have more restriction in their musculature, in their joints, they maybe can't step forward as easily. I have two at the front, two at the back, just to lose some of the, oh, i got to find my block. Have them everywhere. Blocks are great. Um, and then also modifying, you know, you can. T- you might not know this, but if you're practicing with us on Lit Daily, you can change the speed when you look at um, the little, um, I don't know, it's like a menu. You've got the little wheel for the settings. If you click on that, drop us down to 0.75. That little bit will give you a, that split second longer to transition. So when you're using your blocks, it will feel less clunky. And then the more you do, we see this so often. When we teach our people who've been with us for anywhere from two years to 15 years, they all they know what's coming. They, you know, we we learn how to move. If you're new to lit, it will feel clunky. And that's a good thing. That means your brain is being challenged. That means you're moving in new ways. That means you're growing. Your brain is growing. There's plasticity there. So clunky, you said something, Laura, at the retreat, like about confusion, you know, how being confused is is good. Feeling clunky is good because it means you don't move in that way normally. And we are asking you to move in ways that will help heal your body in the long run. But in the short run, use blocks, two at the front, two at the back, maybe slow us down because we want you to move safely and then see if that doesn't help. You can also sign up for a private with Laura or myself. People do this all the time. Hey, what would you look at my practice and what would you change. We have other lit teachers all over the world you can who who've been trained to really look and be like, you know what, I would put a block here, I would move this there to make it feel more fluid until your body starts to change and your brain map starts to change and things start to feel more fluid. What else do you have to say to that?
1: I love that. I love that. I think you just answered so much. The only thing I could think of is yes. You can always look up by the way on lityoga.com and you, I think it's the homepage if you scroll all the way down to the bottom there's a map shows how many people all the world are really practicing with there's some of the locations and then there's a lit directory where we have um, the teachers from all around the world and that's how you can look up like if you're in a certain area um, even if they're not in this certain area you can do virtual stuff private's are great you don't have to do you can do one and you'll get so much great information the other thing I will say, sweet, sweet KB, is that, the other KB, (laughs) is that don't compare. It's fine to be inspired by people who are moving with more ease like we are. And like to this KB's point, we are doing that because I always say, the reason I can move the way I do is I didn't have years to undo. I didn't really ever go into a stage of having to undo. I have stayed active. And because of being in PT and being so Kind of educated and aware. I've just stayed in this zone, and you too can get there, but you might have some more of that undoing to do and relearning to do. And so compare yourself to the day before. you know, start noticing how you change, not in comparison to someone else because everybody's story is different. you know it's, and, and you know, we just have less to undo. you know, we might have I always say like you know you're getting. Some forward motion when you're just kind of undoing maybe the last couple of days versus the last couple of years, and you will get there, I promise. But um, just keep showing up, and all the advice that uh, Kristen gave is is beautiful. Like slow things down, use blocks, pay attention to your movement. It feels clunky again because it feels foreign. It might feel restricted. It feels clunky. But those things will change with consistency, with showing up. And really, again, the confusion just means you're paying attention and your brain is going to grow. It doesn't grow from doing the same thing every day. And just think, hallelujah, I'm going to be clunky for a little bit and I'm going to get better. And then I can't wait until I feel more and more kind of seamless in my movement. So pay attention to that and really pay you know. You give yourself some grace and a big pat on the back, but keep showing up for sure. Yeah. All right, my graceful twin. (laughs) (laughs) Do
2: you have another one or are we?
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, we do. Do we have time? We (laughs) can take one more look at her pushing the envelope. I like it. (laughs) Um, Yes. All right. Uh, This is from, it looks like Sarah Tilly. I feel like I have no connection to my glutes. (laughs) Any (laughs) recommendations? Ah, ah. You and everybody Uh, else, sister. Exactly. Um, ah, ah, All the
2: things,
1: yeah, all the things, yeah, all the things that we talk about regularly. So if you're not on Lit Daily, please go on there. Try out the two-week trial. Go to the foundation series and go to, um, Kristen and I have a 20-day postural series. The reason why if you aren't connected to your glutes is coming from most likely an imbalance in your postural habits and glute kind of glute snooziness is usually because you're tipping, tipping in your pelvis and overworking your back and maybe your hamstrings and just kind of realigning that will help your glutes. In the meantime, tap them. Go into bridge. I mean, I, you know, bridge is one of those things. But do it well. Like a lot of people can go into bridge and thrust their ribs. Stay low, hold the front ribs in, and make the glutes work. Tap them. Give a little slap to them. Think about them in your brain. That's part of the brain mapping. And then continue on and on. But the best thing I can say is just go onto our platform because we, if you don't if you don't feel them now, you I guarantee you'll feel them after working with us.
2: Yeah, that, and I would add in some, um, you know, some single leg work, like airplane to knee to chest is a great way, you know, to really get your, get into the glutes, like the whole glute package, the Mm -hmm. medius, the minimus and the maximus, um, as well as some of those deeper stabilizers of the six. So, but yeah, get your hands on them. Uh, and then you can also video yourself, you know, make, uh, Look at your body and see: Am I level on one side than the other? Do things on only one leg and compare left to right because you might have an imbalance where one side's doing all the work. So one glute is working, the other glute isn't, which makes you feel really imbalanced. We do see that a fair amount too. So compare left to right. Um, do the work. Get on it daily. Do the practice, and um, you will find your glutes, and it will be a game changer.
1: Yeah, and after you've been on there for a while, I wouldn't do this right away, but we have like. Glory to the glutes we have glory you know we have we have you can go on there and you can just type in the menu the search bar uh, glutes and many things will come up I promise it's like but know that every class we we focus on them for sure all right that's good we'll end with glutes as we always like to begin with glutes so thank you all for your wonderful questions remember you can always write us uh, direct message us at Instagram laura.hyman and
2: KB Williams 99 you can also write us at support at lityoga.com so yeehaw woohoo. Get thank lit. you everybody Let's thank you
1: we're pulling for you